1: This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And we have been talking about the Mueller testimony this week, which the big takeaway, the two big takeaways, Mueller's senile and Russia interfered. Those are the two big takeaways. And of course, my producer, Brinkley, and I are in total agreement. Both of those things are what they want you to believe, but they are not in evidence, no matter how many times people repeat it. I think Mueller is not senile. I think it was an act. There's a lot of reasons why it might have been. I just don't think that... It, I think stuff like that is too crafted anyway. they These are very very high stakes games. If you were making a movie, you would never allow it to be left to chance or sloppy. I used to say this about Obama. So, Warren Buffett gives him, you know, these guys, whoever it is, give give one way or another millions of dollars to a campaign. And then they sit there watching CNN hoping Obama does the right thing. You know, I don't think that's how it works. So I don't think they were they're like, let's just prop them up and hope for the best. Like, I just cannot see that. This is a, a highly orchestrated thing. I think there are a lot of reasons for this. I think federalizing the election, demonizing Russia uh, are both parts of it. I think maybe the number one thing here is is as a massive distraction from tons and tons of real policy issues, things that we're doing that neither Democrats nor Republicans are standing in the way of that are not in our interest. I mean, from the debt to provoking wars, we're not talking about any of the stuff that really is going to have an impact. And I I even think, like, with Trump, who was— You could say if it weren't for Jeff Zucker, who had been his boss on The Apprentice and the round the clock coverage he gave Trump on CNN to validate his legitimacy, which they did not do for like Ron Paul, for example, that Trump is somebody they all wanted in. And I would say it would be reason enough to say this is a guy who can run a 24-7 circus for four years. Where we are so completely distracted from anything real that we can get tons of tons tons and tons of stuff done under the radar behind the scenes, and nobody will even think to think about it. Nobody will even think that we're not talking about anything because we'll have so much of this reality show fodder. I mean, he was a reality show star. I mean, think about that, trained by Jeff Zucker in that role. So I think this stuff is the theater that it appears to be but there but the stuff about russia isn't isn't just happenstance there's value there to to those who want to manipulate our opinions and the value is you know not I don't think it's value but the value is that it demonizes russia it makes trump look illegitimate which seems to be a major factor in any presidency obama supposedly was born not in the united states bush had the hanging chad in florida if Ted Cruz had won. He was a Canadian citizen when he was born. If Hillary had won, it would have been all about the illegal voters. So the legitimacy issue is a major divisive technique that's used, I think, in the presidential stuff all the way. But but the stuff about uh, Russian interference is—it's not even in evidence. And I actually looked because you can read Binkley—so, Binkley, you— did you see any in your looking at the Mueller report, or in any of your research ever? Have you seen hard and fast evidence that it's Russia? No, <laughs> me neither. And I've seen, I've seen. There is actually a really good article I just tweeted from Real Clear Investigations that outlines, and then it was kind of summarized in a, at a website called The Federalist. It summarizes like the major failures in the Mueller report about Russian interference from a- ambiguous language to like soft peddling the stuff to the timeline being wrong and them not talking to key people like Julian Assange, who was responsible for some of the leaked stuff that supposedly affected the election and uh, James Comey or whatever, whoever was conducting the investigation into the DNC servers never saw the servers and they were permitted to uh, get the analysis of it redacted from a private firm. I mean, there, and John Brennan had so much to do with these accusations. I just don't think it's there. And I do, but the one thing that I think was not orchestrated, that was an accident, which happens every once in a while, a little bit of truth gets out there. And if it's an unpatriotic fact, you know, term I turn my coin to just stuff that we do not. We don't listen to unpatriotic facts on this, you know, fill-in-the-blank mainstream media outlet. Even if it's true, they don't care. So everybody's doing the facts are facts, but truth is truth thing. And I remember there was the, there was beheading of 21 Coptic Christians on a bay in Libya. And, and Egypt, I think, sent some fighters there and killed some people on that beach. Only later was it on Fox News, on foxnews.com, that it was not a real it was like on a green screen it was looped so there weren't even 21 people on the beach it was really crazy and i remember the pope like had us praying for these people and i was like wait a second and you'll still hear fox refer to that incident as if they didn't you know nobody even cares about the truth another thing that i noticed was we should get into this later but the moscow tower thing is a big part of what they say was the motivation behind Trump doing trying to collude with Russia, that the, his Moscow Tower project was worth, Forbes quoted Mueller as saying it was worth hundreds of millions of dollars. But Forbes later put out an article that said it was worth 35 to $50 million at the most, and it was just, it was never really, it was just a proposal that was out there. But that 35 to $50 million number, I had calculated myself in 2017 when CNN posted the deal and all the details of the deal on its website. So there are the facts are out there, and yet you have what are supposedly the authentic mainstream media outlets that we're supposed to trust without question, putting out stuff that is the sloppiest. I would say it can't even be sloppy. It has to be intentionally misleading. And the big, the smoking gun here for me is that new knowledge, a, a company, I mean, we really have to spend some time on this. We've touched on it before, but there I found even more stuff. And the more you look at it, the clearer it is that it's that... There's a big psyop underway here, but the only Russian bots that have ever been proven to uh, to have done something that likely affected an election was New Knowledge, a U.S. firm highly connected with the U.S. government that uh, attacked Roy Moore's campaign from a variety of angles, and they're and they're excused by saying they were copying Russian techniques, but in fact, I would say they're the only ones who've ever been proven to use these techniques. Mm-hmm. Isn't it shy? And people, we've talked about this before, and people just don't even know about it.
2: It's crazy, too, because a lot of times when you see a new story about Russian bots, for example, back Tulsi Gabbard or amplifying is being amplified by Russian bots. You read the article and the expert that's being quoted as evidence is the CEO from New Knowledge who was behind this uh, Alabama or Birmingham project.
1: And not only is he behind that stuff and was also the guy who wrote the New or was cited in the New York Times article about how fear of 5G is a Russian plot. That's what this yeah. guy said. But he also wrote he was one of only two firms, if I'm correct, wrote the Senate Intelligence Committee's uh, report on Russian bots and did not mention his own uh, standing as a Russian uh, bot.
2: <laughs> or the fact that his Facebook page was suspended for spreading fake news.
1: And the thing is, they say that he's he's trying to fold these things together as if they're natural together, where I had to do the research of how Russian bots would really work. So I tried to do it in a way that it wasn't going to affect anything. And the Roy Moore race was the closest, most viciously run race. Mm-hmm. And the deciding factors were the things that this guy did personally or through this company between making it look like Russian bots were trying to help Roy Moore... Uh, by and by spreading all that stuff about him with young women.
2: I did a dated time search for the CEO's tweets back during the Roy Moore campaign, and I I cross-referenced it to the headlines that were all over the media. His tweets were getting repeated as headlines. It had a major impact on what was being reported in the national news.
1: Uh, Yes, and that and in from I have articles here from the New York Times the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal every one of them which you, the Wall Street Journal this is in this is in 2019 the Wall Street Journal says that Reed Hoffman the LinkedIn founder who basically bankrolled this through a layer upon layer uh, obfuscation of where this money was coming from to the tune of he contributed to the the guilty parties $750,000 that was out before this wall street journal article was written saying that repeating a a lie or a mistake that it was that he only contributed a hundred thousand and it says there's no evidence that uh, Mr Jones who beat Republican Roy Moore by 1.6 points knew about this deceit operation its small scale means it probably didn't affect the final outcome still the details are vexing project Birmingham as it reportedly was called ran on 100,000 of Mr Hoffman's money but that the money trail is not crystal clear and i got i i, I have nothing to think that it was less than 750,000 and uh that was in that was in the Wall Street Journal. So, if you think that the that the two sides are really trying one, that they're fighting a battle, a partisan battle at the highest levels, no, they are doing the same thing. The Wall Street Journal is allowing, is is downplaying the impact of these guys being the mo, that using what they call Russian tactics to affect U.S. The this is the greatest interference in an election evidence that i've come across during these entire three years where they're talking about it
2: and yet they're the experts on the subject that we rely on to demonize russia for everything
1: we gotta take a break but after the break i would love for you to read some excerpts from their website of what they describe themselves as being and then i'll tell you a little bit more about who these people are so give me a call 404-872-0750, 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show.
3: Monica Perez. Bring
1: big drama show. Let's go. Let's do it.
4: On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB.
1: Uh, I'm going to go straight to the calls. I'm going to go to Reggie in Decatur. Reggie, you're on with Monica.
3: Happy, happy Saturday, Happy Weekend to you, Monica. Happy Saturday, afternoon, Thanks Reggie. Long You're time too. no see. Here from
1: yeah.
3: Um, I would just like to know why is it that so many people in the mainstream, mainstream news media, such as radio or TV, are so obsessed with Donald Trump and politics that they can't be obsessed or just as equally as obsessed, overly obsessed with realities like or, such as you know racism, sexism, sexism, homophobia, xenophobia, Islamophobia, all that kind of stuff, you know. Real things that happen to real people in, re- in reality and in everyday life that we have to struggle and go through just simply to survive. But yet, it's a, yet, it's, but yet instead of focusing on that, they they far way too busy focusing all up on him. Well, him and Nancy Pelosi and AOC and Ily, I, Ily Hyun, Ihan Omar and, all, and the rest of them. You know, Tosi Gabbard, Kamala, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, you know, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, all of them. They're so busy focused on them and not on everything else. Why exactly is that, Mark?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what I think. I, uh, I definitely think that they focus on that stuff. And even the issues, the real issues that you highlighted, are they talk about them, but I feel like they talk about, they could come up with real uh, examples of that stuff, real solutions, and yet they give us, spoon feed us, what seems to be play acting like the Starbucks episode, I found to be not real and or it seemed not real to me. Something not right about it. We did some shows about it. And I'll just throw stuff out there that uh, get me people triggered. But they take even the real issues and they reframe them. Uh, I remember Ferguson happened uh, and George, the Zimmerman thing, all this stuff when we had. There was like uh, people were up in arms about the militarization of the police. And we were all together saying, we don't want that. Don't give us your surplus war stuff so that we have SWAT teams that do no-knock raids in the middle of the night just to find a pot plant. We don't want it. And, and people were rising up. I remember reading from The Rise of the Warrior Cop. Maybe it was 2012. And then all of a sudden, they reframed it as the racial issue. There are racial issues. But there's also these issues where we can— bind together. That could actually be a solution. Keep the government at bay and understand our common interests in liberty and justice for all. I agree with you. It's, uh, it's called the ideology of tyranny. And I believe it started with uh, Michel Foucault, but I could be wrong. I read it in a great book by Preparata, I think called the ideology of tyranny. So uh, I want to, these deceptions are part of that tyranny. And we're going to get to uh, the new knowledge deception after the break. This is Monica Perez.
4: Monica Perez. They think they control the galaxy. I disagree. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB.
1: I am your libertarian voice on WSB, waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. Going to the phones, I always get... Uh, I am always welcome disagreement. So I'm going to take uh, Ron... In Roswell you are on with Monica can you hear me Ron
4: yes I can thank you Monica Uh, my comment is about your that I disagree with is about your previous comment before your last caller about why Donald Trump during the beginning of the 16 election received all of the attention Uh, from the media, the liberal media, airtime, everything.
1: Yeah, I'm speculating. But, uh, yeah, what's your opinion?
4: My opinion is I think it's very clear. And I saw it from the moment he came down the escalator. Like the majority of our citizens in this country, we saw a politician who was not like and did not speak like a normal politician. He had a clarity, but it was from a guy who's on the other side of the tracks and comes out swinging. And I think the reason he received all of this attention and airtime, and he was the topic of everybody, C-SPAN, ESPN, I mean, everybody, that they never once believed he would win. And basically he just started picking off the presidential candidates one at a time with his tough, new york accent and his street worthiness and his fighting spirit and they continued to think that this is just going to be a walkover for the democrats and that's why he he walked into the presidential office uh right now and i'm going to end it this way The reason I think we need him for four more years and his family is he has changed and turned this country around. I've been in the construction business all my life, and now there's an energy in the air. You go out. It's been for a year. You go to supply houses. You go wherever you want to go. There are contractors. There's people are buying. They're investing in their homes, and he's created this. Let's make America great attitude, bringing it back where it's OK to be successful. And I think from the very beginning, they did not see it coming, the Democratic Party and most of the people did not until they decided, you know, maybe we have to take a chance with this guy. And so far, I've never seen a president work as hard as he has in three years just nonstop from the beginning and he's doing what he says and he's not giving us the normal political crap basically what,
1: what policies of his do you like
4: well i basically first of all he mentioned about the, the tax relief he was gonna work on that and he made it happen, and I think that. And everyone uses the stance that oh, that has created uh, just for the big companies. Well, that may be true, but they're the ones who hire. He brought back jobs. You look at all the jobs, everybody, all all areas, all. How?
1: Because he promoted enthusiasm or cut the taxes or what?
4: Cut cut the taxes and enthusiasm, and the enthusiasm enthusiasm brings uh, a belief in your in, in in some people and especially some, I've been a hard driver all my life. I know how to make a buck. I'm 65 now. I've already done my thing, but I still I see it, I feel it out there. And it, it that the the Democratic Party and the media, the more liberal anti-Trump media out there never saw it coming. All they thought is he's going to be our roller coaster ride. For Hillary Clinton in the White House.
1: But do you think that this approach of his that has reinvigorated the country, if I uh, and I I don't I'm not
3: contradicting you,
1: do you think that that's lasting? Do you think it's ideologically sound? Is it is it lasting or is it just this this feeling that will go when he
4: goes? It's lasting and he shouldn't go. He needs four more years to implement more. Look from the judges. Look, look what he tried to do with health care. And, and, and the reason health care didn't go through, or at least that, and also some, well, especially health care, was because before, God bless, rest, may he rest in peace, Senator McCain, those two had it in for each other. They did not like each other. And Senator McCain basically put the final uh, kibosh on that, and or else we would have had some health care policy put into place okay and so after, yeah after, the, the the i the way i see it i try to stay pretty darn informed the democrat party has done everything that they can just to to to, to knock his credibility out right. not give him any type of a win okay and i any i just thank you for uh, i enjoy your show and thank <laughs> you uh I, I want to hear your comment. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm gonna. i respond. I'm gonna. I uh, got what you said. I'm going to. I wrote a few things down. I think our basic position is different in two ways. First of all, I ha- I come from a very strong ideological position of smaller government is better. I want I want the 10th amendment to be restored. I want the federal government to get out of stuff. And I think if you peel the onion with Trump, you can see that he's not of that mindset. And I never met a Trump supporter who even claims that he is. And I look at something like 5G, it's his FCC that's forcing it on small communities, probably cuz Trump thinks it's good but that's not the kind of government that i want that is not change in my opinion that's just somebody else's opinion so when you tell me that taxes lower taxes is good for the economy for me it's spending that matters i think there should be a balanced budget i don't want lower taxes if there aren't if there isn't lower spending and i don't think that kind of thing lasts i don't think it's sound but i and then i'll i'll go to the other thing i think you're right about a lot of things that he did speak differently. He gave you an impression of not being an insider. I think he is an insider. I think there's lots of evidence that he's an insider from uh, his father to his uncle to his sister to his own experience. A lot of the wealth and prestige and status of his family and access came from the government. Sister's a federal judge, may or may not have been instrumental in his ability to circumvent some of the casino uh, qualification laws there was tesla's papers getting absorbed by his uncle who was in military intelligence and an mit professor his father made all his money or a lot of his money from government programs he himself was bailed out by george soros by the rothschild um i believe it is a firm that was diane feinstein's husband who Uh, awarded him the biggest boon boon of his life, which was the Washington, D.C. post office. So I think that he comes off as this. I'm not sure he actually is that. Uh, And I I will say during the campaign for the candidacy before the RNC, I, I did think that the Democrats were pumping him up as being the one who would lose against Hillary. But after he won... He still got that kind of coverage when they are sophisticated enough to know that coverage results in popularity. And I read a great article on Akamai Tree. I think it was on Blogspot.com. But Akamai Tree wrote and did a study of the fact that the press coverage led his popularity, not the other way around. They weren't covering him because he was popular. They. And and Ron Paul was quite popular and got almost no coverage whatsoever. Now, Ron Paul was a guy who really would have come in and made some changes. He would have, or at least it looked like, and his track record would tell you, he would have come in with a smaller government, less war. But that's not what we see with Trump. So for me, I feel like he's feeding the same machine. It's not fundamentally different. It feels different. It feels good. And I know the very first thing you said— Reminded me of something that my producer Binkley here said from the very beginning. He said, "What do you remember what you said people liked about Trump? You said it every time in the beginning. Way he back." he talks like them, talks yes. like a regular person. Yes, he just talks like them, and, yeah. then, and they like that, and he's great at it. Mm-hmm. But he isn't like us.
2: And it's, <laughs> it's similar to or Ocasio-Cortez and her target demographic. They say the same type of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, you noticed that, too. And Mm -hmm. after a while, I started seeing articles in the Wall Street Journal, for example. It was unbelievable to me because it it was just like, oh, AOC is your Trump. And you had said it months before that. Mm -hmm. you said she's playing the same role. And you think Biden is playing that role.
2: I think Biden is a stand-in for Trump, (laughs) for them to practice.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, right. And also, what uh, what he just said was that... um, The making America great, like the new slogan, is not America great. Didn't you play that clip? Who invented that?
2: Reagan's 1980 campaign slogan was "Let's make America great again."
1: Was it? Yeah. Pretty sure. Mm -hmm. But that's not what I'm thinking of. Who said "Let's make America great" without the again? Oh, you played that for me on the air. Oh, who was it last year? I I remember. I can't
2: remember who was. It It was Kanye. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Kanye su- yes.
2: suggested that. That's right.
1: Yeah, and I and I wonder if I wonder if somebody talked him through that because the fact that it caught on, I like it. I think it's great.
2: Yeah, you can't and do I, again.
1: That my mother, I'm sure, like this is her favorite segment of the whole show because <laughs> I gave five minutes to like why why Trump is great. I don't even I'm not even a hater I just I just don't I'm not I'm not falling for it that's all but I'm not I hope I'm wrong I sincerely hope I'm, wrong. I'm gonna take another call cool, I gotta I gotta lose the New York thing it's too much <laughs> uh Chris in Snellville Chris uh I'm going to you you are on with Monica hey Monica how are you good how are you doing
0: I am fantastic I've been listening to you a while I enjoyed my Saturday afternoons with you so it's been great Um, just wanted to make a couple of points. Uh, I, I, number one, everything that you said about Trump, I totally agree with. And that's been my own research. However, there is, I mean, like I'm not a big fan of the 5g push. I'm not a big fan of what he's doing with Monsanto and, uh, genetically engineered food. But I think that uh, one of the things that I do admire for him and what he's had to endure with the mainstream media, and it's been, uh, unrelenting is his, uh, cojones, I guess, to be able to endure it and continue on. And I, and I appreciate a lot of the things that don't get coverage. And I'm, I'm not happy at all with the censorship that we're seeing, like in uh, platforms on social media, like YouTube. Um, I think, you know, with Google, uh, Twitter, that sort of thing. And I, I I'm concerned, I guess, because I know from my perspective and looking at what's happening with this Epstein trial, that there's going to be a lot of big names, and I know that there's 2,000 pages of documents. I mean, it really doesn't get as much press as I thought it would be. I mean, it's getting more, but when you look at how long this guy's been on the loose, uh, it's a bit worrisome. And I I guess from my perspective and looking at the uh, implications that you have with Nexium and how that's all tied together, that One of the platforms I think that Trump really came in on that really doesn't get the press is that he was out to stop sex trafficking of children. And I think that this is a huge thing that I think you're going to see much more of it uh, coming down the road.
1: I would love that. Of course, we've been covering Epstein uh, week after week. There is always more to talk about. I, I would love to have hope that he that Trump is working behind the scenes like Batman. That would be great. I do when you're talking about social media censorship and him being attacked and all that before when I still thought Hillary was going to win, I wrote an article said teeing it up for the censorship president. And I knew censorship. Obama was the surveillance president. And I knew the next guy was going to be the censorship president. And whether that happens overtly by saying, oh, we need censorship or as a reaction because of uh, game playing uh, theatrics in the public arena. The, at the end of the day, Trump will have presided over the censorship that will will basically gut the First Amendment. And you can say he's a victim of it, but the fact is that was on the agenda. And whether he means to or not, this presidency is getting that to happen. So maybe he's a he's an agent of reaction. I don't know. And I'm not saying he's he's complicit. I'm just saying. I'm not happy with what's going on. I don't. I. I mean, I like good e- economics. I like jobs. I like joy. But I'm not confident this is. It's long term good here. But I got lots more calls. I'll take them, and we're going to get back to the new knowledge stuff as soon as that's done. 800 WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
4: Monica Perez. Don't hate the player, hate the game, son. On News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB.
1: Dying to hear what Maurice has to say. Maurice, you got a minute and a half. Go. Uh,
5: Well, just following the thing I said to your your screener, um, you know, they're repeatedly saying that the Russians hacked, you know, the DNC server. And that's blatantly false, and they know it. And, you know, you probably know about Bill Benny and testing the uh, transfer speeds and things like that. Yep, I'm going to talk that?
1: about that after the break. Keep going.
5: And, um, you know, and also, you know, the FBI never uh, reviewed the the hard drives of the DNC machines. It was left to the word of Strike. And they never did the formal, you know, uh, I think Judicial Watch has proved that they never even filed papers that said, you know, even if there were fake papers. they
1: Yeah, sorry. I'm I am going to address all the reasons why the Russian hacking evidence. Yeah, you're right. They they know it's not true. Uh, sorry to cut you off. I didn't want you to wait anymore. But anyway, I've got... Um, Mike and David and Howell up next, and Howell says, I'm missing the point of Trump. I want to hear it, and I'm sure you do too. Uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
0: Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you got-